nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? All right, welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week, we are talking the numbers for The Rise of Skywalker. Marvel is looking for Daniel Ratcliffe to be part of Moon Knight. Uh, Riley Howell is immortalized as a Jedi Knight by Lucasfilm. Deadpool 3 is confirmed by Ryan Reynolds. And Mandalorian receives 100% on Rotten Tomato. And we have a special guest filling in for Chris this week is... Possibly our number one fan, our, probably our only fan. Our only fan. So this means that if Brandon, well, he's one of the three that we know of. That's as true, as far as I know. That's true. <laughs> so Brandon Hall is joining us from our Nerdable Satellite One that we had to dust off that we haven't used in quite a while. Uh, joining Ethan and I, filling in for Chris, who is still out. Next week, I will go ahead and make this announcement here. Now, we will finally have. Chris's white chocolate on <laughs> what sounds really bad. Chris is bringing us chocolate? No. Oh. White chocolate, who, you know, has been talked about quite a bit on this show. Eric. Eric. For those of you who don't know. Yes. Will be joining us as our fill-in guest host. Let's so welcome Brandon. So welcome, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> And Ethan still doesn't know the soundboard. I'm, I'm, I'm it's a work in progress. <laughs> Apparently, it was on the wrong page. Okay, we'll try this so. again. Let's welcome Brandon to the show. There we go. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you. So, before we get into uh, the numbers for the rise of Sky Skywalker, Skywalker, Master Skywalker, are you going to kill us? Yes. Um, so before we get going into the numbers, Brandon, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Because you didn't grow up with Star Wars. You didn't have the the stigma of the old EU you know, that was clouding you, your judgment, so to speak. Um, and even the prequels were kind of new for you, right, growing up? I mean, you really didn't experience them as they came out? No, the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters was The Force Awakens. All the other movies I watched on DVD or VHS. Okay, so this is a great perspective. And I almost wish Chris was here for this because it'd be interesting to hear, and I can't see Ethan since my glasses are on, um, it'd be interesting to, to you know get Chris's input with somebody that's new to the millennium, you know, that's giving me an R2 sound. <laughs> uh, R2 wanted to chime in apparently. <laughs> Uh, no, that somebody that's that isn't tainted by the the dark times of you know of the tainted. EU, and wasn't you know didn't grow up with Star Wars like he and I did. Mm. You know, somebody that that that's really the first embrace of this is this sequel trilogy, right? Well, even like myself, for example, I'm, I kind of didn't grow up watching the original trilogy. Out in theaters, but the prequel but trilogy the was prequel, your yeah. was your beginning. Exactly, really. so it, it is different. Too, yeah. So, so Brandon, what do you think of this sequel trilogy compared? You know, as somebody that's you know first experiencing it in the theater, I like the Force Awakens and I like the Last Jedi, and 
after walking out of the Rise of Skywalker, I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then listening to other people's reviews and what they had to say about it, um, it brought the entire trilogy down for me. Um, the movie just felt rushed to me. Like, that, they should have done it and, and over. What was the last part of it? They should have done they should have done like an Infinity War and Endgame thing where they split it up into two movies. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny because... I didn't grow up with the old... Go ahead. Continue. No, go ahead. Uh, I didn't grow up with the old EU like you guys did, but in the past five years, I've read a lot of the older EU stuff, like um, the Mark Trilogy, I read Out of I read a couple of older ones. I read, I read a few of the... Uh, a lot of Dark Empire. That had it for the entire Dark Empire trilogy. But yeah, the Dark Empire. The I, I remember when you when you, I've read it. you called me up one time asking what books you should read, and obviously the Kevin J. Anderson stuff, the the Thrawn, you know, the uh, even did you get to the uh, um, the Legacy of the Force or the you know the the stuff that's later on in the uh, in the EU where it gets closer to the prequels. And even after the prequels came out, I've never read any of it, but I I watched like YouTube videos of like New Jedi Order trilogy, and I know a little bit of Legacy of the Force. And stuff. Gotcha. So you've kind of just after researched the Yuuzhan Vong War. It's a little, yeah. After the Yuuzhan Vong War, it's a little fuzzy. Yeah, there's the Yuuzhan Vong War was fuzzy for everybody. <laughs> um, so. It's it's funny he mentions it's being rushed and felt like it should be multiple films and stuff like that because Chris was over here the other night for mm-hmm. the fun, uh, the finale of Mandalorian mm-hmm. and we were talking about the film and yeah you know, there's I, I don't want I don't want to speak for him because I'd like for him you know one, at some point he's going to be on again and mm-hmm. we will really have our dice- dissection of the entire sequel trilogy and possibly just go through the entire star uh, like Skywalker saga. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do like a declassified where we'll just break down the, each trilogy. Mm. Um, but he did, he felt like there was a lot of moments that were rushed. You know, there was a similar things to what we had said with Mikey and there was, you know, just a lot of, You know, what we've talked about before where it seems like these movies were definitely geared toward the millennials. And now that mm-hmm. this, you know, the, this movie was the Return of the Jedi for this generation. Right. You know, when Return of the Jedi came out, it was all candy. It was all eye candy. There was so much stuff going on. Fan service, basically. Yeah. And I think that's what I said last week is a lot of this film felt like just fan service to end out a... a a story that's been playing for the last, but it's not years. a bad. It's not a bad film. Mm. There's a lot of good stuff there, and you know, Chris said, you know, 20 years from now, the Last Jedi is going to be hearkened as the Empire Strikes Back of the first. You know, it's going to be up there with that. Mm-hmm. People are people are going to get over their their issues with it and whatnot, and actually see that the story itself 
was on par to Empire. Right. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I, don't, I think it was Chris two years ago who said it was reverse, um, reverse Empire Strikes Back. Would you, with uh, Last Jedi? Yeah. Like they, Empire starts with them on Hoth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. last, last Jedi ends with the Hoth scene. Yeah. That, that's, I, I like it, it for that. Um, um, go ahead. No, I, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, the numbers for this movie have been, you know, very good. I mean, not... Well, it's it's on par for what a Star Wars movie would make. I mean, they're still going to make a ton of money. It's one of those films people are going to see. And again, for the fact that it's the last movie in the Skywalker saga, of course people are going to see it. Even the ones that said they'll never see a Star Wars movie again after Last Jedi. Is it really going to be the last do. one? Do we really? I mean... As far as we know right now, that's what they say. As far as we know right say. now. The, it's very possible that... In five years, they could go off and do a couple other things, and then five years or ten years, come back and continue on with the Skywalker saga because we do have a Skywalker at the end. Yeah. So you can continue that on with you know Ray's lineage. Mm-hmm. Now that you know, and I still, I still, and I, I've been, I don't know, Brandon, if you heard last week's episode, but I was talking about my fan theory of Palpatine actually being the father of Skywalkers as well. Did you catch that? Or did you get to listen to last week's show? I, I did not get to listen to it. <gasps> Maybe you're not our number one fan. <laughs> well, he's one of the three fans. We never said he was the number one fan. I just did. I was going to send him a t-shirt that says number one fan. Uh, <laughs> I, I got any jobs. I've been busy. Oh, excuses, excuses, you know, job, you know, you're 18 now, you have to have a job, blah, blah, blah. Trying to be responsible. <laughs> um, so I, I was saying last week that I've always had this idea since the prequels of a fan theory that Emperor Palpatine or Senator Palpatine at that time impregnates Shmi Skywalker and then wipes her mind and sells her into slavery with you know with Anakin and so that way he can manipulate the Jedi into believing that the the prophecy of the chosen one has come true so therefore he would be you know Anakin's father Luke's grandfather and then end up being Ray's grandfather because he once his <clears throat> once his plan of having Anakin become you know, Darth Vader without you know, being Darth Vader without the armor, you know, like he would have been like, like Maul or, or Dooku, you know, when he was first in the, in, in Revenge of the Sith before Obi-Wan beats him. If that would have come to pass, then he would have had his heir that if something went wrong, you know, he could train as a Jedi, it would be trained as a Jedi, trained as a, a Sith, and then Palpatine could always embody him when he needed to but it failed because obi-wan you know makes him end up being more machine than man so he has to start his whole thing over where he has you know creates another you know gets with another woman has another son starts the whole cycle over then realizes oh wait uh anakin had a son 
I can skip training this kid, you know, my quote unquote son, and I'll go after the Skywalker who is be more powerful now, you know, than what my kid would be. Mm-hmm. But Luke doesn't turn to the dark side, so he goes back by but this time, you know, by this time his son's had Ray and realizes, yeah, I can't turn my son. I'm not going to try to turn my son. I can start when she's a little kid, and I can turn her. But we see, you know, they abandon her on Jakku. So all of that could play out very eloquently within the confines of what they've already created. You know, it's funny because when you mentioned it last week, I was scrolling through a couple things on Instagram, and there's an executive from Lucasfilm. I can't find his name, but it starts with Matt. I can't remember what his last name. <laughs> oh, here I can't is. find his name, but it starts with Matt. Matt Martin. Okay. Yes. So he's the he's the exec from uh, Lucasfilm Story Group, and actually references this whole theory that you have because it's in a comic. Uh, it's Marvel's Darth Vader number twenty five, where there's a theory because people see, and it's football time, uh, <laughs> but people see what a vision that Anakin has regarding Palpatine impregnating his mother. And so basically the article goes to explain it in more detail, but I'll give you kind of the gist, the gist of it where it's just a dream. Right. And so he kind of uh, refers back to this comic to say, no, that didn't happen. And Lucas has always wanted Anakin's father to be a mystery and never reveal what it is. But he put it into this comic to kind of, Give a little bit it's, it's to that to, theory. To, yeah, it, it, what it does is it allows people to say, "Oh, that that sound that makes more sense to me than just, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah." So he he kind of says that but plays see, on me, it, but it's an it's a vision that Anakin sees. Well, we know that Anakin has visions it. in his dream, right? Um, but to me, th- you know, this also, you know, people go, oh, no, you can't do that because then that's that's rape. And, you know, that's that's selling, you know, a person. So what? It's Palpatine. You know, like I tried to explain to people, he is the Hitler. He is the, the devil. The He's the worst of the worst. So raping a woman and selling her into slavery and wiping her mind. Or even, not even raping, you know, he could have courted her until Anakin was born, or you know, almost born, and then sold her. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, I mean, it, but it's still, yes, that's an evil, vile, th- a vile thing to do, and I don't think anyone's going to do it, especially since, you know, wiping a mind, you know, unless you're going to give somebody a lobotomy, doesn't really happen. Right. So, you know, it is... Uh, go on, Brandon. Have you, have you watched Resistance at all? Watch what? The... Uh, Star Wars Resistance, the TV show. Yes. Rich has, I have. Don't they, doesn't the First Order wipe people's minds in that? Like, isn't it alluded to in um, The Force Awakens and then confirmed in Resistance? Um, To a degree, I think yes, because they, they, they talk about brainwashing and things like that, which is still, that's just as, almost just as bad as, you know, wiping somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they do a lot of mind manipulation. Um, but yeah, so that was my theory that kind of ties in how Ray, you know, is a sky or is Palpatine's granddaughter and makes sense to why all of a sudden this guy that you've never seen him with anybody has a son. Mm. 
Yeah, and it basically cleans up some of the lazy writing that JJ had. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, as far as the movie, uh, Rotten Tomato wasn't very kind to it, we know. Wasn't it the opposite of Last Jedi? Yes. Is what they rated it as? I guess for the critics' uh, score? Yes. So domestically, it's done $341 million. Internationally, it's done $363 million. And a total worldwide of seven hundred and four million. That's not bad for a week. For two weeks, basically. Well, really, it's been about. It's been two a week. week. It's two weekends, but that's been one week. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, Thursday will be a in a, in an eight day period or nine day period, whatever you want, because yeah. it came out on Thursday. So, in a nine day period, it's done seven hundred million dollars, which is expected. That's yeah. It'll hit a billion. Obviously. What did Solo end up making? Uh, Solo was only like... 600 millions and somewhere around there? Something like that. I mean, it was it was quite low. Yeah. Um, Solo, Solo only did 392 million worldwide. Oh, really? 213 domestically, 179 internationally. I thought it did more than that. No. That's why everybody says Solo was such a, you know, a horrible movie financially. Which is funny because, you know, this weekend I was talking with my cousin about the the Star Wars movie and um he was I was asking him, "Okay, well what's your favorite movie out of the, all the Star Wars movies that they put out?" and he said Solo was his favorite. And so I was like, "Oh, that's the first time I've heard that because most everybody who I talk to tells me Solo they didn't enjoy or wasn't that I great love Solo. or anything. I love it too. Would it be my favorite? Probably not. It's not my favorite, but it, it, it's a fun movie to watch. It's, it's a movie that you can watch multiple times, you know, and put it on in the background, and it's just a fun movie to watch because, yeah. you know, it just it doesn't take a lot to watch it. It's just, you know, it, it it's a chase film. You know, and a lot of chase films right. are easy to watch and they're fun to watch. Uh, Last Jedi did domestically six hundred and twenty million. Internationally, did seven hundred and twelve million for uh, one point three billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. Is this on pace to that? It's hard to say. No, I think it is. I mean, it's already at the seven hundred million mark. And I mean, if you think about it, uh, they usually what they have like a six week run in the theaters about that. So it's still got four weeks to go. Uh, you know. People are coming back from the holidays, and I mean, eventually they'll start going to movies again. When those movies aren't out in the theaters, like there's nothing to go see, they'll be like, "Oh, let's go watch Star Wars again." So I can see it getting close. Yeah, but see, here's the thing: over last weekend, uh, Skywalker did seventy-two million. Um, this weekend it doesn't look like. Oh no, I'm sorry that that's this weekend. Uh. The 27th to the 29th, it's done 72 million. So it's dropped, but not dropped, you know, dramatically. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, and it's also after the holidays, people are not spending that much money right now anyway. So, I, I mean, mean the, the top films, let's see, for, let's see, for today, the top films, Skywalker's done uh, 20 million, Jumanji 11, Little Women 5, Frozen 2 did 4. And Spies in Disguise did three. Mm. The top the top movies for the weekend, Skywalker 72, Jumanji 35, Little Women 16, Frozen 2 16, 
and Spies in Disguise 15. Or 13, excuse me. So, I mean, that doesn't tell you a lot because, what, two of those are animated? One of those is The Rock, and then the other one is a... It's Little Women. I mean, it's a classic book turned into a yeah. film that's been done Which, surprisingly, times. a lot of people said it was really good. A lot of people are liking this version. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. Um, but what does that mean for Skywalker going forward? Nothing, really. I mean, the only thing that you have within the next couple of weeks, I believe, is Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, I think so. I think that that's the only thing in the month of January that is competitive being pushed yeah that's being pushed by their their studio yeah i mean i'm sure there's a couple other things coming out that i saw that were kind of like weird january releases i remember to see that most of the stuff would be like in february <laughs> there's some couple big uh, releases coming out in february but i can't name them right now uh, off <laughs> the top of my head i know it sounds stupid but very prepared I, for this episode aren't right. you well i mean you throw curveball questions at me you know <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Okay, I mean, cats did nothing. You know, oh, cat, even the studio is trying to forget about cats. Yeah, they retracted their Oscar bid. You know that? Did they? <laughs> yeah, because of how bad it's done. <laughs> um. Oh, the Grudge and comes out. My, what was that? My theater. So, like, I live in a small town in Ohio. Mm -hmm. My theater last weekend. The only movies they had showing was The Rise of Skywalker and Cat. And they had three showings the entire weekend for Cat. Oh, wow. And, and I think like 12 or something showings for The Rise of Skywalker. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you think about like all the news that it's getting, that VFX weren't finished in the movie. Uh, you know, most theaters got an incomplete version and had to get a firmware update, basically, so that they can show the actual movie. Um, yeah, I can see why. I mean, they probably paid a lot of money for that movie, and they're not going to get any money of it back. Do you think The Grudge will beat Rise of Skywalker next weekend? The, it's a remake. Uh, it's hard to tell because that's, that is one of the better... Horror movies, I think, of the last, you know, what, 10 years mm -hmm. or so, maybe even 20 years. Because um, I think they were, when they first brought it out to U.S., it was like 2009. Something like I wanna that. I want to say 2008. I might be wrong. It, um, might, it might have been before that. I'd yeah. But, I mean, it, it was a good movie when it was released then. I remember that was, like, the big horror movie to go see. Um, I still don't understand why they need to remake it, but... <laughs> I <laughs> see that but I didn't either because that the first one was really good. Yeah, two thousand four was the first one. Wow. Ooh. So yeah, so I mean, it, it could, but then again, you know, it's it's a horror movie in January. <laughs> like, but do you think the Rise of Skywalker? And this is a question for both of you. Do you think that the Rise of Skywalker has the um repeat viewing? capability to hold off something like the grudge. I think so. Yeah. I I do too. You know, I think I mean like I was saying last week, it's a feel good movie. And so people who are fans or even and not even fans of Star Wars but just have been following the story will probably go and see it a couple times just cuz it makes you feel good afterwards. You know, cuz the, the major movies that are coming out 
in the next couple weeks are The Grudge, 1917, um, Underwater, that's not that big of a deal. The Informer's not that big. Um, Dr. Doolittle's the 17th, and Bad Boys is the 17th as well. I can see 1917 take it, because those trailers were intense. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think 1917 will be the movie coming out soon. Yeah, I mean, and that'll so put it, that'll be maybe all, too little. That'll almost be a month from when Jedi came out. Mm. Or Jedi. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker came out. <laughs> um and by then, yeah, the repeat, repeat report, uh, performances are going to be gone. You're just going to be getting people that are left over that are, you know, oh, I'll check it out. What's well, like in the closing couple of weeks that is going to be in theaters, probably? Well, they're saying May 31st, that that's when they're predicting that the uh, the DVD box set's coming out mm-hmm. with all nine movies. So end of January is basically when they're expecting to leave theaters. And technically it would be all 11 movies because... You would, you know, Solo and Rogue, Rogue One. One are technically part they of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, they tie into it. Um, do you, either one of you planning I, on seeing it again? I'm probably going to see it before at least years. I know a lot of the people that I was talking to didn't want to see it right away, but they're going to see it again eventually. Yeah. No, I definitely want to go see it again. Uh, I just don't know when. <laughs> How many times have you guys seen it already? Unfortunately, I, I I've only seen it once so far, which is that's really bad for me. It's just you know this past week with Christmas and being sick and everything, it's been and working. It's been hard to get to the theater. Yeah, it's the same with me. I've only seen it once so far, which is not very. It's very uncommon for me because I'm usually back the next day or two right after, mm-hmm. or four or five or six. <laughs> Depending on the movie, some days you just stay in the theater. <laughs> it feels you don't go like home. It. That'd be fun. Just theater hop the whole day. <laughs> I haven't done that since I was a kid. Mm. It's easier when it was like drive-in theaters. You'd be no. It was easier when you're a kid and they just you know it wasn't so. In. Yeah, yeah. You just walk into the theater. You go to the bathroom, walk in, you know, and sit down. But now because of Especially now, because of assigned seating, yep, it's very difficult. <laughs> hey, you're in my seat. No, I'm not. Where's your ticket? Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> um. So, any any other? My theater do assigned seating. No. Well, you... well, there we go. We need to go theater hopping in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> You shouldn't do that, Brandon. Don't do that. It's very bad. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> um, it's only wrong when you get caught. That's it. <laughs> it is only wrong when you get caught. So, um, it came out this week that Marvel Studios is eyeing Daniel Ratcliffe for the role of Moon Knight. I think this is great casting. I, I want to see this. I, I love Daniel Ratcliffe. I love, I especially love him outside of Harry Potter. Mm. When you get to some of those independent films and things he's done, he, you really get to appreciate him as an actor. Yeah. And how much he's grown as an actor, especially when you look at the first Harry Potter and realize those kids really didn't have much acting experience at all. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny, like Daniel Radcliffe and like Emma Watson, for example, you see how much they've gotten better as actors as they've grown older, too. Oh, totally. So. Um, Brandon, are you familiar with the character Moon Knight? Ethan, you you familiar? I I know of the character. I don't think I've read (laughs) any of the comics or anything to that effect. I know he travels around with the hood and cape, and he's white and black. That's pretty much it. Wow. And that Chris loves him, apparently. Uh, The character is, yes, it, it does have a white cape and hood. Yes. See, I'm right. Jeez. Um, yeah, the character, you know, it was, uh, I, I don't know where I was going with this. Um, uh, I just, I, I just totally forgot what I was going to so say. So you don't know. The no, character. no, no. I totally forgot what I, what I was going <laughs> to There was something I was going to say, but I was just kind of astonished after <laughs> your comment that I just lost it. Um, Moon Knight first appeared. In uh, back in the, it was like 1975, I, um, in Werewolf by Night. Uh, it was one of those comics that was more of the the darker side of of Marvel. You know, the the more he would go in with Blade, and you know, not, I'm not saying that he was with Blade. I'm just saying you know, fit in with Blade and the vampire stuff, and more. It wasn't their traditional kind of comics. It was more on the. Well, it was a traditional comic, but it was, you know, he was, I mean, he's not, I guess, you know, I'm trying to figure out what, what how I want to it say does, it. Say it? It says Moon Knight's first appearance is Werewolf by Night 32 in August 1975. Ah, see? Aha. Uh-huh. There you go. Um. Yeah, I mean, the character, um, but, uh, well, okay. So, I mean, I'll, I'll read what ha- we have here. This is mo- character Moon Knight is more or less the concept of what would have happened to Batman if he would have suffered from multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of where I was g- trying to get to with you. <laughs> I was going to make a comment about how... My multiple personality Exactly. <laughs> yes. You know, you brought up the comment about Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, he's white and black and didn't, you know, totally for- didn't know anything about the character. I was trying to... I was trying to take the multiple personality disorder and put it to what you were saying and try to give a cool segue, but it just felt completely flat. Yeah. If you hit that button, but Ethan still doesn't hit the buttons. God, you're a bad producer. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't pay me enough here. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, he's an expert detective. You know, I mean, he is kind of Batman with multiple personalities. He's an expert detective. He's you know uh, been trained with martial arts, with multiple combat you know techniques. He uses high tech equipment. You know he's got incredible speed and strength, and it's Batman with a white cape and a hood. <laughs> See, I was right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be very interesting, especially if you put um. Daniel Rick. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm losing. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, God. 
What was the movie that he was in where he was actually dead? Oh. Anybody remember? I love this movie, and I can't think of the name of it now. Definitely all part two. No. <laughs> well, he does die in that, doesn't he? No, he's he's like a figment of the guy's imagination. Or it's not only like a that. figment. I mean, he finds a dead body. And, uh, well, um, God, just he's really like, he, the guy's like lost in the woods. Yeah. Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. That's what it is. There yes. you go. Basically uses him for like every tool that he needs to get out of the. Yeah, he needs to light a fire so he gets him to fart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's because there's a guy. Yeah, you know, it, it's really weird because he gets off this island using you. Know, but you really at one point go, was he a figment? You know, they, they left it kind of hanging where you don't know if he is a figment of his imagination or if he really was alive or dead. It was a very dark comedy, dark weird comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh but when, as soon as you sent the article about Daniel Radcliffe being courted for this, I was like, Swiss Army Man. This is, you know, he can play it and play almost that same type of character mm-hmm. or bring that character to it, and it would be very, very interesting. Um, so, Brandon, this whole thing brings up a question that I just thought of. When we discuss on here a character or a book or something that you've never heard of or you don't, you've never experienced, do you, does it prompt you or do you, does it make you want to go out and read or find out more about that topic or character? A lot of the time, yeah. It really just depends on what it is specifically. So if it's something that just grabs your interest, then you're like, okay, yeah, I'll go check that out. If yeah, it's a, if it's a lot some... of it's like second. What is it? A lot of it's like secondhand stuff. Like I have to go to Wikipedia because there's no comic book shops around me. Oh really? That's sad. Or none that get updated like regularly. Like we have a half price books, but that's old, all old comics and stuff. Mm, right. Well, you can always do digital too now because like if you did Marvel Unlimited, you could get their entire library or what they have up there so far. Um, Ethan, does it prompt you to go out and learn more about it or just sometimes. wait till we talk about it? No, sometimes it does. Cause you know, like if Chris is talking about certain comic or something like that and I was like, Oh, that's pretty interesting. I'll go ahead and pick it up or check it out or, you know, look more into it to see if it's something that I actually watch. Now, if it's something like, read. if it's something like, okay, like Moon Knight, you know, it's being talked about to become a Marvel cinematic part of the Marvel cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Does that pique your interest more than just whatever random comic we're talking about, you know, that may be new that, you know, Chris might be interested in, or I might Poss- be interested Yeah, possibly. I mean, just hearing about Moonlight or uh, Moon Knight this week. And Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yes. Uh, Moon Knife. <laughs> uh, Moon Knight <laughs> this week. You know, it's I'm, I'm kind of more interested in the character. And I know Chris really likes it, and usually Chris, his recommendations are pretty good when it comes to new stories and whatnot so i've got it on the shelf over there if you want you know first couple issues of of the last run Mm. yeah check it out um what say you brandon if it's something like the marvel cinematic universe or something like that is it more enticing i for marvel i usually go into the movies blind and then go back and read the comic book if i like the movie 
what, so, if, what if it's like DC? Captain Marvel. I don't watch DC. <laughs> I was wondering if you, I was going to go on. I've watched a couple of the animated movies, but I haven't watched. I think the only um, live action DC movie I've watched from start to finish was Man of Steel. Seems to be the case for most people. Of the, <laughs> of the recent DC movies. Mm. Most, most people, the, the last one they watched, with the exception of maybe Wonder Woman, is Man of Steel. Well, the one last one that they enjoyed, there's a lot of people like you and I who have seen almost yeah, every, almost all of them. And um, I still think Man of Steel is my favorite. I couldn't finish Wonder Woman. You couldn't finish Wonder Woman, really? Yeah, as soon as, like, his plane crashes or whatever, I fell asleep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we gave, we gave our review of that at one point. It, was, it felt like two movies. It felt mm. like, you know, you had one director for the, for the uh, intimate stuff and then one director for... The fights. No, that's Justice League. I, but yes, but it, it felt the same way with Wonder Woman. Aquaman was just... I almost said it was underwater the whole time. <laughs> wow. Oh. That movie, uh, it was bad. <laughs> and that's the one I haven't seen yet. So I haven't. I'm, I'm not interested really to see it. Brandon. I haven't seen it, but my dad watched it, and he enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. I can see your dad liking that, or enjoying it. I mean, it sounds like a fun movie, but I just really, at this point, have no interest in continuing it's DC's. It's not a fun movie, but <laughs> it's a movie. really gotta get better at that <laughs> um so riley howe uh was immortalized this past week as a jedi master in canon by lucasfilm if you don't know who riley howe is he was um at the university of north carolina when they had one uh, i almost said one of the mass shootings <laughs> Well, it's, 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 it's sad at this to point, say it that yeah, way. Everybody's kind of, we've gotten to this point where it's kind of normalized with, uh, you know, like these uh, school shootings and mass shootings. Yes. Uh, but how went through, he was there and actually was, he, he saved, a, was he, it a girl or? He yeah, saved a classroom, actually. Yeah. He, he went out and tackled the yeah, gunman and actually took a, a bunch of bullets when he was tackling this uh, this guy. And ultimately lost his life. But what were you adding, Brandon? I, I was just going to say what Ethan said. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's, and he happens to be a Star Wars fan, a big Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. So they they immortalized him. Um, that's cool how they broke his name up too, because you know in Star Wars now, when you have a name, your name has to have. Well, I think the article you sent on our messenger group. Uh, has the picture from Lucasfilm 
uh, the letter that they sent to his family. Yes. And said that, you know, keep this quiet for now. We're going to release it later. But we wanted to let you know that we're going to change his name a little bit or change the, the spelling of his name a little bit. But we wanted to immortalize him as a Jedi master in the Star Wars universe. And uh, so basically, Riley, uh, his Jedi master character in the Star Wars universe was the one who was in charge of updating and maintaining uh, football. (laughs) Football scores. (laughs) (laughs) Updating and maintaining the Jedi archives, basically, and the texts. So he was the one who was in charge of, you know, all the written books from way back when and, uh, you know, keeping them up to date with all the new information. And so that was his job as a Jedi master within the, the Star Wars universe. He was a historian, yeah. Yeah. Which is, they, they spell his name R-I-Capital-L-E-E, and then Hal. Mm. It's, it's pretty I think cool. I read somewhere that he wrote one of the books that was on um, Octo. He wrote, so well, I yeah. could be misremembering that. Yeah, the, it, he's the basically the texts that are on Octo when uh, Ray takes them at the end of the movie. Those one of those are the texts that Riley was in charge of, you know, maintaining and updating. And so all of the Jedi temple books that have all the stories of the Jedi and everything were because of him. This is gonna sound very bad, but. Do you think there's going to be copycat people trying to? No. <laughs> I want to be a Jedi Master too. Uh, so, then, you know, no. The thing is, uh, you know, what Riley did was selfless. It's very selfless. He acted to basically save everybody in that school. And so this is basically the same idea as getting, receiving some major honor from. No, I know. The and military I say this for just the levity of the show. Yeah. But. So I feel like, you know, if anybody's just going to do it to go out and say like, oh, well, maybe Lucas is going to make me a character in Star Wars, then they're doing it for the wrong reason. Very much so. But you do know that there are people out there that would. I don't know. <laughs> you think of you have to think about it. It's been, you know, is it something that they're really worth giving their life for just so they can say, oh, well, I'm immortalized in the Star Wars universe for the rest of my life. And you don't think that there's somebody, there's few people out there that would do that just for that reason? If they did, they're doing it for the wrong reason. (laughs) I think there's people out there, but I don't think they'd actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes down to it. There's something inside of you to basically have you run into the, run into the fire, basically. Yes. And you have to have that with you. And, and it's not just a, a passion to be known or something like that. You have to really be able to come to terms with, you know, I may not come out of this alive, but I know I'm going to be saving a lot of people in, in the middle of doing it. It's called being a hero. Yes. So if you don't have that inside of you and you feel like you just want the glory, I feel like, being a hero is not something that people do to get glory out of it. So, you know, even if somebody said, okay, I'll do it, and then it, would they really be considered a hero just because they saved a bunch of people but their intentions were for a different reason? Well, you know who has different intentions when they go out and actually help people? I feel a segue coming on. <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool doesn't always intend to help people. 
because you know he's he's only a training X Men, but <laughs> Deadpool doesn't do things out necessarily selflessly. Yeah, you know, unless it's going to be something that benefits him. He does them selfishly. Selfishly. Yes. Yes. Speaking of Deadpool, <laughs> oh. Ryan Reynolds, this has to be my best segue ever. <laughs> the most I need horrible. It, where's the terrible button? <laughs> I need that button on here. Um, so Ryan Reynolds was on Kelly and Ryan this week. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, hey, what about Deadpool 3? Is this happening? And he says, yes, we've been at Marvel, and it feels like we are in the big leagues now because we're, you know, we're We putting, have money. <laughs> we're <laughs> doing this. and Well, Ryan Reynolds being a producer on Deadpool, um, basically is the first person working on that project to say that, yes, it's actually moving forward. They've already said it. <laughs> But there's other people that have been saying it. He already said Deadpool was, you know, he did the murder board with with the five at the top. Yeah. But also, you know, like there's a picture a couple months ago of him in front of the Marvel Studios logo outside their office. And he's like, oh, I got escorted out of the building or whatever, making some joke that he was not supposed to be there. Well, then they did did something with him. You know, he did something. He took a picture a few weeks ago and posted it with him in the Marvel Studios, mm-hmm. you know, with a picture in front of uh, a Marvel Studios logo or uh, some kind of picture or painting or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the majority of the internet didn't know because apparently everybody lost their their stuff on uh, after reading about the whole interview with Kelly and Ryan. Yes. And you know that that picture I s- I sent to you guys that has uh, Merck Studios where yes. they he paints Merck over Marvel. And I was like, well, that's a bunch of people were just like going crazy and making that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, he did kind of say that we were moving forward with it. Well, but this is funny the actual because like Chris looked and goes, Chris sent me something and said, didn't we cover this like months ago? Yeah, we could. I was I, like, yeah, I think we were covering it because of the Fox uh, Disney merger. No, we, we, we speculated after the first time that Ryan Reynolds posted something about being at Marvel Studios. Mm you know, which people don't understand yet is it's not like the movie's coming out next summer. Right. They're still in pre-production on this. There's probably not They're even They're probably still writing it. My <laughs> question is, is um, Cable going to be in it? Oh, to have Josh Brolin come back? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it fits the story, why not? But Because he's been Thanos. It'll be the f- well. No, he's not the first actor. There's been a couple actors that have. I been. think it can get away with that because yes, he's Thanos, but he was a CGI character the entire sure. time. So even though Thanos kind of looks like Josh Brolin, it's different. Sure, but that's the way you're going to be able. And to they've they've done it before, I think, haven't they? Where they've had other Marvel characters play other characters either on the TV shows or. Yeah, well, they've had, but they've had a couple of times where. The same actor has played two different roles, mm-hmm. but they're so minute that you don't even know. They're like, right. you know, Shield Agent Number Three, or can't you, know, or Newsman Number Two, or something. Well, the guy um, that was in Guardians that locks up Peter when they in the beginning of the movie. Uh, I forget how to pronounce his name. He's got uh, the where's the crickets. <laughs> But uh, he's also in Captain Marvel as one of the Star Force team. Uh, uh, 
I'll, I'll look it up and figure sure, out. Sure, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll but, go. I mean, sure. they, uh-huh. they use him. Damon <laughs> What? Something like that. Damon Hood. Hold on. I'll find See it. See what I have to go through, Brandon? <laughs> Especially when Chris is not here. I think... I think a, a possible story they could do for Deadpool. I don't know how well it would work with the mainstream audience, but like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe now that he's owned by Disney. I think it's a possibility they could tell. Yes. Ethan, that's the same character. He plays the same exact same, the same character. character. Yes. Okay. Because he goes off with Ronan. Yeah. Football time. Football time. Our, our normal football updates. Uh, yeah, Brandon. Okay. Um, you especially with Deadpool, you can you can do things like that where you can break the fourth wall, or you know, and especially when you have Deadpool could make a comment, you know, to him about like he already did in Deadpool two about hey Thanos or something, you know, and then he mentions one eye Willie and all that stuff. Yeah, you, know, you can get away with that in Deadpool. Especially since you know there's going to be some kind of joke or something about how he's now in the MCU and, you know, he'll break the fourth wall and mention something about Fox or, you know, or or the X-Men or something that will tie in of where he came from and where he is now. He can make a joke about the snap bringing him into the MCU. Yeah, it, it'll be something like that. Or he died in the snap but came <laughs> regenerated or something. Mm. Um, which makes it great now because, you know, the helicarrier was in Deadpool 1. Mm. So it all works together. I think and, and I think it's great you know, that he's going to be now a part of it. Um. I'm curious. I'm still curious. I, I'd love to see him show up in Spider-Man or something like that. Or, well, here's a question. Would you rather him show up within the MCU proper or just kind of be on the outskirts of it and making references? I wouldn't mind him being fully do- and like dove into the MCU. But I think it would be funnier and more along the lines of his stories, basically, in his movies, where he's kind of like on his own doing his own thing and maybe little bits and pieces come into his story. No, but first. I mean, as far as, you know, like, oh, well, they wouldn't allow me in the MCU or something, you know, make some kind of joke and he's still out on his own. The joke, maybe like a joke with uh, X Men, where <laughs> he's in the mansion and all the X Men kind of like are hiding from him. Yeah. He walks up to Avengers Tower and the security's escorting him out, or something like that. You know, that would be. I think that would be fun. You know, something like that. But to have his own movie, being on his own, basically, yeah. I think that would be better. Would you want to see him show up in an X Men or Spider Man or Avengers? I'm really curious to see him in a. It would be more curious to see him in like a, a Spider-Man movie. How about you, Brandon? I wonder if they could. I don't know if legally they could, but I wonder if he could fit into um into the Spider Verse. Um. Now that he's part of the MCU, 
is that now that they own the rights back or the they've retained or re, reclaimed the rights to Deadpool and the X-Men and things like that. The only way that they would be able to be with Spider-Man is is if it's in a Spider-Man Marvel Studios made film or within an Avengers type film. Okay. Because of the right situation, which I still think. Unless Sony gets sold and they well, get Spider-Man back. But I, I still think this was the smartest thing Marvel ever did. Right, we work out some kind of deal with Sony to re- to make Spider Man. Right, so we know he's going to be at least in one more Spider Man film made by Marvel, and one other film of Marvel's choosing. Right, they've given they bought themselves enough time for Sony to be sold. You know, for now, who knows what you, you know, know? They and if they need to strike another deal, they can. But you're already talking about. By then, Spider-Man will have been in what? Three three of his own films, three, two Avenger films, a Captain America film, and whatever the other one is. So seven mm-hmm. films. Yeah. Do you need more Spider-Man after that? Maybe not. Maybe. If there's, if there's a story there, I can have oh, Spider-Man every year. I don't I love the character and I love yeah. uh, all of his stories. But if the like we were just talking about it because you were playing the Spider-Man video game. And it was like, we Finally. would have loved to, to see this kind of story as a Spider-Man film. And so if it's something on par to, to like the PlayStation game, I wouldn't mind seeing another Spider-Man film. I don't, you know. Yeah. How about you, Brandon? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like all the Spider-Man stories they've told. I have trust in Marvel that if they wanted to make more Spider-Man movies, they'd be entertaining movies. But I feel like, I don't know, after the next Spider-Man Spider-Man movie, he'd be better in like a full ensemble movie or like a team movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you did a team-up team movie with Spider-Man and one other character or something, it would be interesting. You know. I always thought it'd be interesting to see Tom Holland Spider Man with Ryan Reynolds Deadpool and just the character dynamic between the two of them. I just, it's just, it would be funny. It could be funny because if you did it where you know all of a sudden he has to watch his language and things like this, you know, it could work. You know, like he gets ready to drop an f bomb and Spider Man shoots a web on his mouth or something. Yeah. You know, it could work. You know, like, he breaks the fourth wall, and he looks at him like, who are you talking to? You know, like, what are you doing, dude? There's a wall there or something. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, the way that Tom Holland plays Peter Parker and the way that Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool, I feel like their dynamic as characters and the way that they play those characters would work in making, like, a comedic team-up movie, like a buddy cop type of movie. Sure. I think it would work in that sense. So I wouldn't mind seeing that, but other than that, really no other team more team ups that I can think of that are really cool to see. Okay, hey Brandon, have you watched Mandalorian? I have all eight episodes. What'd you think of it? 
I liked. I don't know if it's intentional or not. It probably was, but I liked how episode seven you had Baby Yoda healing, and a day later you had Ray healing. Yeah, I, I like that connection to it. Um, I still think that it's it, everything. I go ahead. It's everything you could want from a Star Wars live action TV show. Totally agree. I still, I still think that, and I told Chris this the other night that releasing episode seven on Wednesday wasn't just because the film was coming out. It was also because if you show baby Yoda, I almost said baby Leia, almost show baby Yoda healing somebody and using the force to heal. Then when Ray does it, you know, even though more people are going to see Ray do it than see Yoda do it, baby Yoda do it. You're still now with the fans, especially the hardcore fans. It's not a force power that just came out of nowhere. Oh, this is something that already exists. You know, we saw the species that's the most powerful Jedi do it. So, well, also when you have Baby Yoda do it, it's cute. It's and very, cute, it's yeah. very, very accepting. And she does it to a snake first. You know, yeah. so hey. That just shows her compassion for I other knew, creatures. But I knew as soon as they... But see, here's the thing. The digital... digital, The visual dictionary. Mm-hmm. The digital visionary. <laughs> digital visionary. The visual dictionary says that Ray healed the Kyber crystal in order to, you know, rebuild Luke's or the Skywalker lightsaber. So she used that ability. Not only can she use that ability on other beings, but she can use it on a kyber crystal. I wonder if it's like um, she can use it on any organic object. Well, I don't know really is if the kyber crystal itself is living, quote-unquote, or not. It is. But They've so already I established wonder. that the yeah. kyber crystals are a living um, organism. So then I would think, yeah, and then you know maybe that, that power works as a something that she can do to an organic living item or be- being, basically. Well, I guess you could say, in a way, Ahsoka did that. Because what they say is that the reason that kyber crystals are red for the Sith is because they're bleeding, mm-hmm. you know, because they're using them for evil. Yeah. You could say that Ahsoka healed the kyber crystals in her, in her uh, sabers... Because she was able to, um, because they turned to white mm-hmm. for rebels. Um, do you think that Rotten Tomato even matters anymore? Giving it a hundred percent? I don't pay yeah, attention. Yeah, she took an inquis. Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. Hear me? Yes. What did you? What are you saying? And like. Reverse, reverse bleated. The Inquisitor's light like, saber, not that's why it's white. Yes. Yeah. In in the book of Soka, she uh, when she takes the Inquisitor's um, crystals from their sabers after mm-hmm. she kills them, they do. She heals them to turn white. I see. That's a new sound. <laughs> All right, Brandon. 
Anything else to say about the show that you're because we're going to wrap things up now. I. His comments are like yours. It's like having you and Mikey on the show, but, uh, you know, different uh, distance. What were you saying, Brandon? I think we need a new satellite. I think Nerdable Satellite 1, it's it's past its prime. <laughs> Probably fell out of the sky. I think it may have fallen out of order right now because we haven't used it in such a while. Brandon, are you still there? Can you hear me at all? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay. I liked all the fan service they did, like the original trilogy. Um, I think even the slower episodes in the middle of this season still progressed the story well enough and it kept you entertained. Yeah. Filler episode. Mm-hmm. Well, even the filler episodes, I feel, had enough substance to them that they didn't really... Feel like, like filler fillers, fillers. Yeah. fillers. So I think that they're doing a good job. John Favreau is doing a good job putting the show together, getting the right people to do like directing and all that. So I think directing moving and all that directing and all that. I mean, well, so. I mean, the funniest part was the two, two scout troopers, which was Jason Sudeikis. And, uh, uh, I forget the other guy's name. It's, he's another comedian. Them, especially them trying to aim at the tra- the little can or something. And they all keep missing. <laughs> I love it. They shakes the gun like it's you know the <laughs> it's the gun's fault. <laughs> I wanted them to say you know like either just tap on their visor or something you know to give the indication that oh it's not just we're bad really bad at aiming. <laughs> just adjust their visors. It's, it's the visors. <laughs> you know it's it's the, the you can't see very well in a stormtrooper helmet. Right. But uh, I can tell you this. I want to be. Huh. I I heard somewhere that like they reminded someone of Tag and Binks, and I see that a lot. Oh yeah, they totally they reminded me of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that the the five hundred first a lot of because I know a lot of people that are in the the uh, Scout Trooper uh, battalion, and uh, they were very upset with that scene, not just because of the shooting and the hitting of the baby Yoda and everything. But they were critiquing the way the costumes looked, because the boots on the on one of the bikers. See, that's when I have a problem. I mean, like, <laughs> apparently they're good enough to be on screen, the way that their costume is built. But they're these guys are so ingrained to not accept anybody else's, but like what they come up with to become screen accurate, that they're going to constantly critique these guys, even though it's it's screen. <laughs> It's screen accurate because it's on screen. It's well, a part of a Star Wars production. I kind of see both sides of that. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm my force powers are starting to weaken as I'm trying to hold uh, the Nerdables one satellite in orbit. So, Brandon, thank you so much for being on this week's show. Um, please leave a you know leave comments if when you like an episode or something. When you don't like an episode, let it you know. Give us some feedback, whether it's on Facebook or on uh, on Instagram or wherever. You know, maybe you can be the the spark that that starts the rebellion. Hope <laughs> I'm trying to oh, the spark that ignites the fire. <laughs> See, he knows where that button is because we have to use it so often. 
Uh, Brandon, no, thank you very much for being on the show and filling in for Chris. We really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, please, you know, come, you're welcome to come on the show anytime you want. I'll, 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 there's a lot of NFL updates right now. Yes. Uh, tell your mom and dad hi, and your brother, your brothers and sister, and uh, tell them to tell <laughs> tell Aunt Angie that uh, Beth will get in touch with her at some point. And that Marshall's still. Thank you for having me. And tell her, tell her Marshall's still better. <laughs> no, thank um, you for having me on tonight. It's a, it's a pleasure. Definitely, yeah. All right, so make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Instagram as Nerdables show, on Nerdables and on Twitter as Nerdables Show. For Ethan, <laughs> the absent Chris, and guest host Brandon Hall, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.